0: Welcome to another episode of Conversation with a Chef. I'm Jo Ritty and I love sharing with you the conversations I get to have with talented and passionate chefs. It's the backstory, if you will, to the food they're putting up. I begin today by acknowledging the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional custodians of the land where this conversation takes place. Land which was never ceded, land where communities came together to eat seasonally, locally and without exhausting resources. I pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Today I'm chatting to Shrishti Godbol. Srishti is the third contestant I've spoken to from the recent Pacific Region San Pellegrino Young Chef competition, and I was excited to hear about her dish and to hear more about her journey as a chef. Srishti grew up in Mumbai and credits her great-grandmother and her mother for her love and in fact awe and wonder for food and cooking, having had a particular moment of epiphany as she watched her mother bake a souffle. From there, she has pursued excellence, embarking on cooking degrees, various cordon bleu courses, internships and stage around the world, and always voraciously lapping up the knowledge to become a better chef. Srishti is the epitome of focus, determination and discipline, and she's no newcomer to high stakes competition, having represented India in karate. Srishti works at Maximilian's in the Adelaide Hills, giving me yet another reason to visit Adelaide. Of course, as if I need to be convinced to visit Adelaide, I will get there. So we had a chat on the phone. I really look forward to meeting her in person sometime soon. I love this conversation and I know you will too. It's Joe Ritty here from Conversation with a Chef. How are you? It's lovely to talk to you. Thank you for your time today.
1: No, it's lovely to talk, talk to
0: you too. I've actually heard your um, podcast with Danny Vallant, so I feel like I do know quite a few answers to the questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was such a great chat. And um, and that was before the um, San Pellegrino competition. So um, I suppose it's good to be able to have a chat with you after as well and book- bookend that a bit. Definitely, <laughs> <laughs> but let's start off with um where you are right now. So you're in Adelaide, is that right? Yeah, that's right.
1: I'm in Adelaide.
0: Yeah, and um and you're working at Maximilian's restaurant in Salador. Yes, that's right. Hmm. So is that a big um winery.
1: It is like it's, it's 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 I wouldn't say it's like a big big winery, but yes, it's they they have the name
0: they've been. They've been like one of the best restaurants in Adelaide, mm. yeah. so
1: it, it's a pretty beautiful place to work in. Mm.
0: It's
1: got a beautiful view, beautiful food, mm. beautiful wines.
0: Lovely. And do you do is it, do they have a kitchen garden at the um winery as well?
1: Yeah, they have a small kitchen garden, yeah. yes, they
0: do. It's beautiful. I love the idea of that of chefs wandering out to the garden to get <laughs> yeah, <laughs> herbs and it's, things. It's lovely, like just. <laughs> Go to the garden and get your hopes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So now um, I've had a chat to Robin and to Jackson, who also competed in the competition. And um, I'm really interested to hear how, you know, how it went for you and what your experience was. And I'd love to hear a bit more about your dish, the um, your take on the Nihari, if I'm saying that right. So let's start off with... Um, well done on competing in that competition, because there were only 10 chefs in that uh, regional competition. So what made you what made you decide to go and take part in the San Pellegrino Young Chef competition?
1: So basically I heard about this competition, and I, I've been wanting to take part in this competition for quite some time. Like, uh, there was a time when I'd applied for it, and at that time I wasn't selected. It was quite two or three years ago. So... Then like it was in my mind always, and hence, and that this was the last chance I could apply for because of my age, uh, because of the age criteria. Mm. So like this is the moment I have to do it. I have to take part, and somehow I just did, and my dish got selected. And my main motive behind this was to just bring the like just just to introduce people to Indian cuisine that they've never heard or seen before. In, the, in its authentic self.
0: Mm. So I was really interested. Interested when you were explaining this to to, um, to Danny, just the background of that dish. It's there's a lot of historical background. Yeah, Could it's you? Rich history and it does.
1: Tradition. yeah.
0: Could you go into that a little bit for me as well, please? <laughs> yeah,
1: definitely. <laughs> so basically, this dish uh, I I named it farmer's table, and I've used beef, and I use beef cheek instead of beef shanks, because traditionally beef shanks are used in this dish, but I thought I'll just go for a more sustainable cut. Mm. Uh, So basically, the history is like, the word Nihar, in Arabic, it means morning. Mm. So this dish was usually had by laborers in the morning to give them energy for the day's work.
0: Mm.
1: And it was brought to India by the Mughal emperors, and Basically, they settled in different parts of India and they brought along with them their rich cuisine. They have different dishes that they brought along with them and Nihari being one of them. And since it was one of my favorite dishes, I thought I have to show this to the world.
0: Mm. And there was something particular about the carrots that you used as well.
1: Yes, definitely. So, uh, because I believe in sustainability, I believe in fresh produce, I thought, like, I don't want to waste any ingredients, so I use the carrot, and uh, I used the carrot from top to toe, like, I made carrot top chutney, I used, ca- I roasted the carrots, I pickled
0: the carrots, and everything, it was all about the carrots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the carrots yeah. And so are they in the stew or are they around the stew? How how are the how, how are the roasted carrots featuring? Uh,
1: so basically it was uh it was a part of the dish. It was not in the stew. It mm. was just like a side that goes along with the nihari.
0: Mm. Amazing. And there's some pretty pretty delicious sounding spices in there as well, cardamom and cinnamon and and come in, and, uh, it sounded, sounds delicious.
1: <laughs> Definitely, it's more like it's a winter dish so yeah. every morning you have it, you get the energy from it, so the would, spices keep you warm.
0: Yeah, for sure, and and so would that have been simmering overnight or how, If it, traditionally when it was made, would, would they make it the day before?
1: Traditionally, yes, they would start the day before mm. and they, they always start making the dish at night so First thing in the morning, when it's ready, people would eat it, and mm. it's it's more like a breakfast dish than anything else, a rich hearty breakfast.
0: Yeah, and I was reading too that some restaurants in that particular region um always take a spoonful from the last um pot or whatever to make the new batch. Is that something that you're familiar with?
1: Uh, yes, definitely. Like it just adds to the flavor.
0: Mm. Like, the more you simmer
1: it, the more you you keep it resting, the more flavor it
0: develops. Mm, delicious. And so I know that you were judged on technical skills, sustainability of the dish, and, and how it made sense in terms of gastronomy. And how did you go on the day?
1: I think on the day, it was really exciting for me personally. And uh, there was a time when I, every, I, I was surrounded my table was surrounded with different chefs wanting to taste my food because of the smell. The, it was just an amazing experience. With technical skills and relating to gastronomy, uh I think my dish had like it really had like I said, like it has a rich history and which I explained to everyone where it comes from, why is it eaten in the morning. Uh so basically technique with skills I had used the carrot in different ways and the beef cheek was simmered braised slowly for four hours Mm. so I guess it was a great you know great part of the dish to just sow it to the esteemed judges and they all enjoyed
0: it. And do they give you feedback in those competitions or how does Uh, that work?
1: During the competition I got no feedback but after the competition during the award ceremony I spoke I got a chance to speak to the judges and they just said that they loved the dish so much that they wanted to keep having more and more of it and that was a win for me because yeah, I just went into competition without thinking about anything I was just like win or lose I have to participate and that's what I did and they love my dish that's a win for me that's
0: it. <laughs> absolutely and um and Robin and Jackson both mentioned too that it was um it was great to meet other chefs and that they and to be aware of the community that you're part of. And I really like the sound of that as well. Did you have that experience?
1: Yes, definitely. Like, I've always believed that, you know, comp- competing in any competition is always beneficial because you get to meet so many people from different cultural backgrounds. You get to learn about their dishes. You get to learn about their cuisine. and You share the same with them. Mm. So you just keep learning and growing as a chef.
0: Mm. And do you feel stressed in the moment of creating something like that and competing, or do you love that? You f- know, I mean, you're no stranger to um, being in competitions because I I did hear that you you represented India in karate, which is amazing. <laughs> so do you? What's what's your um what's your approach? I guess to those kinds of situations, and I guess it's like any service. There's a there's a level of adrenaline, and you know. That's true.
1: Yeah. I just go through this adrenaline rush where I'm just like focusing on what I have to do and I just go for it. Like I don't think about anything else at that point of time. Mm. I just stay calm before any any competition. I'm just with myself and when it starts, I'm there. Just yeah. going for it.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. And I, I suppose, I mean, absolutely there's similarities between training for a martial art, I guess, and training to be a chef because there's a lot of discipline involved in both. Yeah, that's true.
1: That's yeah. True. yeah, It's more like uh, it, it just builds your focus In what you're doing Like months of practice Refining those Flavours or techniques When it comes to both Martial arts and cooking
0: mm. Mm. Absolutely And so it sounds to me As though you had some Really lovely role models growing up Your mum and your grandmother Sound like they were really great cooks Did you And that was in Mumbai Is that Right, that's this, this right. Yeah, um, and I have a <laughs> I have a similar fond memory. I got up very early. I was in India um a few years ago now, and um we I went on a, an early morning bike tour around the Mumbai fish markets, and <laughs> so um I cannot believe how enormous they are, and um and we also went over to the is it called the elephant cave and so on as well. So I've yes. got lovely um, memories of Mumbai, but um. But tell me what it was like for you growing up. Did you spend a lot of time with your mom and grandma cooking or eating? Or?
1: So basically, yes, definitely I spent a lot of time with my great-grandmom and with my mum cooking. Yeah. Uh, so every time I used to come home from school, my grandmom used to, you know, cook up these delicacies for me every day. And I used to keep thinking, like, how do you do it every day? Like, where do you get so much energy from? Mm-hmm.
0: And then with my mom, she was a good baker. So she would always make these beautiful pies,
1: cakes, souffles. And one day I was just helping her make a souffle and something clicked. And I was like, yeah, maybe I love cooking. And that's when I decided, like, this is what I want to pursue in my life.
0: Yeah. And you've really pursued that. Because I, I don't know if there's anyone I've ever spoken to who have done, has done quite as much study as you have. You've done, you started off doing... Your um, BA honours in Culinary Arts in India, and then you've also done Cordon Bleu courses in London and Australia. What is it about learning more and more for you?
1: I just feel like the more you learn, the more better you get at it. Like, yeah. There's like like I always believe that there's no end for a chef to learn. A chef always keeps learning wherever he goes or she goes.
0: Mm.
1: Be it working in different kitchens or be it. And be, be it
0: going
1: to different culinary schools mm. like everyone teaches differently so you learn from every chef who's teaching you Yes, and you just improve your skills
0: that way yeah absolutely and I think you've been very brave in terms of you know you've really had some adventures going off to Noma in Denmark as well um, was that how was that three months at Noma just sounds incredible but was it a bit nerve-wracking at first?
1: It, at first, it was a bit nerve-wracking, but then the more I got into it, the more I realized how much I respect food. Mm. Like Noma was the place that taught me to see every ingredient from a different perspective. Mm. Even even if it was like a small ant on a plate, it just there was just something different about it. Like, I, and especially when Chef Renier adds a used to work there, there's just a certain rhythm to his working, and you just wanted to just stare, at it, like you just wanted to see him cook see him work and that just was an inspiration for me
0: mm. and when you say you appreciate every ingredient is that that they use those ingredients in a in an unexpected way or in a different way from what you were used to or they use yes. yeah yeah
1: because before that i was never exposed to those kind of ingredients and when i got to know that okay you can do so many things with it then I started doing some research and I realized in India, so up north you make, you use ants, you make a chutney out of ants. Mm. So that then I started... Uh, then I started recognizing each and every ingredient and I was like, okay, so you can do this with this, you can do that with it. So it, mm. it was just exciting. Like so many thoughts started coming in my mind, like innovative techniques, innovative creations. Mm.
0: And you... What's your approach when you? I mean, do you think about food twenty four seven?
1: I live for food. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: <laughs> great. <laughs> do you do you write things down in a notebook or do you read books? Do you look at Instagram? What's your main kind of inspiration? I guess.
1: I just write my notes down. If something pops up in my head, I just start writing it down. Like for me, I work differently. Like I can imagine a dish in my head and then I start walking towards it. Mm. While some chefs know what they want to do and they start walking. They have it all written down and then they think about the dish. Mm. So it it just works differently.
0: Mm. And how does it compare? You know, you've really experienced some different cuisines and different cultures. You know, Australian food versus Danish food versus Indian food. What what have been some things that have stood out for you?
1: It's mostly how... It's mostly the diversity that stands out for me because there's so much you learn from, like, again, different cultures, different traditions, different cooking methods, different cooking styles. That's what stands out for me, like... It's it's just beautiful to learn different things and every different
0: cuisine. Mm. Yeah, that's really amazing. And I think so, Swishti. You've had lots of different experiences, and you have travelled with cooking. What would be your advice to young people who, are or to anyone, I suppose, who was thinking about becoming a chef? I would just say that, you know, it's
1: a hard job, but if you have the passion and willingness to come then just go for it. Like, have an open mind, work with different chefs, work with the best to be the best, and never stop learning, because it will only enhance your skills. And and I think most importantly, just cook with your heart and work hard. You'll be just fine in the industry.
0: (laughs) That's perfect. Thank you so much, and thank you for your time today. Um, I hope that it's sunny in Adelaide. Um, and that you have a nice evening but um, I really have loved talking to you Thank you Shrishti. Thank
1: you so
0: much, it was a pleasure talking to you Okay, bye Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Conversation with a Chef with Shrishti Godbowl, a contestant in the Pacific Region San Pellegrino Young Chef Competition You can check out Shrishti's Instagram at S-R-I-S-H-T-I 1392 for lots of lovely food I'm also on Instagram at Conversation with a Chef. And if you want to read the chat, you can definitely do that by heading to www.conversationwithachef.com. And, you know, I would love it if you told a friend about my chats. And you can, of course, follow me on Apple and Spotify podcasts. Once again, thanks for listening and have a great day.